Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm bringing a lot of extra chaos gremlin energy in. <laughs> I like it. I think that's appropriate for what we're discussing today. Yeah. The little extra husky voice from uh, COVID. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I, I like brought it. that like COVID chic look going on right now. Yeah. Yes. Love that um, <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just making my voice extra sexy, I think. I mean, Um, exactly. Exactly. mm -hmm. Bringing in that Kathleen Turner, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing is sexier than someone that coughs every five seconds. (laughs) Why was that ever a thing? Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Thousand percent. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? We are talking about something that has come up, I don't know, 25 billion times on the show already, and we're finally going to talk about it. We are talking about one of my favorite comics ever, Life Outside the Circle. (laughs) First, what are you drinking? I am drinking a grapefruit-flavored vodka soda concoction. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Listeners, for those who can't see, uh, aka everyone but me, the confused look of what am I drinking came across Rodman's <laughs> face for a moment there. <laughs> I am drinking a Nighthawk um, w- uh, white. <laughs> That's the word. Uh, I have not drank as much as it sounds like I have, but um, <laughs> it is a Chardonnay, a buttery Chardonnay, which is very yummy. I like it. Yeah. Nighthawks at the diner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For all the rest of us Tom Waits fans out there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Life Outside the Circle by H.P. Laconan, if I am yes. not butchering that, so apologies. Yes. Hit us with that blurb. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> the heartwarming idiots in love tale of a himbo artist and a delightful closeted disaster bisexual single dad Mm-hmm. And how his chaos gremlin of a daughter brings them together deep in rural Finland. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thousand percent. <laughs> uh, for genre, I have adorable slice of life, idiots in love, overcoming the odds, happily ever after hurt comfort with all of the crying. Like, why though? <laughs> so much crying. <laughs> I have hilarious fluff-filled, big-hearted rom-com with Huga vibes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Very nice. Thank I like you. it. <laughs> Knock that out of the park. I love it. <laughs> this, co- this comic is a warm hug. Oh, it's it is. just 
the best thing (laughs) so much is a warm hug and a therapeutic cry because yeah cannot discuss this comic without talking about oh the feels oh yes oh i was unprepared you warned me you Mm -hmm. it's not that you did not Mm -hmm. warn me Mm -hmm. i do not want to come across like you didn't Mm -hmm. warn me you fully warned me but it's not enough i was (laughs) deeply unprepared for the emotional roller coaster that mm-hmm. I was in for. Oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> this... Oh, the ugly crying. <laughs> in Heartstopper, we talked about corrective emotional experiences, and this one yeah. is too. This uh, one is deeply that. Ooh, yeah. But you got to go through it yeah. to get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Heartstopper is, is like the 90 10 sort of comfort hurt and this uh, one when you hit volume three well okay no fair enough fair enough fair enough but like i'm talking like the 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 show heart stopper right now. yes um, i was thinking comic that's yeah, fair no, you're right you're right you're right um where where life outside the circle gets more into the 80 20 range for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um where the 20 mm-hmm. is per, like it, the 20 is coming for you with a sharpened knife yeah <laughs> it is hard it brings up things. Oh, <laughs> um, it does. It brings them up. I don't know if I want to meet a person who this doesn't bring up things for. Let's just <laughs> throw that out there. I'm not sure we'd have anything to talk about. But it gets you there. Oh, it gets you there oh, so boy. satisfyingly. Oh my god. It does. Oh, do we want to talk about our favorite characters? Those, no, those we do. beautiful people who bring us there. We do. We do. Oh my god. I feel like we're on the same page for absolute favorite character. I think we are. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Because Maiju, Maiju, Loki variant, Loki variant, Chaos Gremlin. Oh my God, Human Interrobang. Present. <laughs> <laughs> Without which, nothing would have happened in this comic. She is the catalyst. She is yes. the chaos. Yep. She is she entropy. Is- <laughs> she is she everything. Is everything. She is amazing. She is a a fashion template. <laughs> yes. An artistic soul. Absolutely. A, a delightfully creepy child. Oh my God. Delightfully creepy. Did that speak to the creepy child that I was? Yes. Did. <laughs> In fact, Maiju is the character that is me. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. That isn't, it isn't a bad word, Maiju. <laughs> I love uh, this child. Oh my God. And I, I just, kids are so hard for me sometimes because like, I yeah. love children. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I absolutely love children, but I love children the way I love dogs mm-hmm. belonging to other people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are both gloriously childless and thrilled about it. Yes. Happy with all of my life choices. Thank you. Um, love my nibblings, but yes. you know, the great thing about nibblings, they Rile go- them up and give them back. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thousand percent. Um, like mine. Yes. Oh my God. My nibblings just make me so happy. Like Mm -hmm. they, they bring joy into my life that I did not anticipate. I love it. It is amazing. It's so fun, but I don't want any. No, exactly. But something about my just, she's, (laughs) Oh, she does not change that. I don't want children feeling. No, God, I can't imagine raising her. <laughs> oh my Lord. But- I think I just feel like I was her. And so- <laughs> Been there. 
my listeners actually Brownwood, you don't know this either so ah yay exciting <laughs> so my initials are cd mm-hmm. um and then my last name my middle names it has as danielle um mm-hmm. but my my parents when i was my Jew's age used to say that it actually stood for combat destruction <laughs> <laughs> very nice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, (laughs) my parents, I think were, were a little potentially weirder than yours. Um, I mean, I know, I know, I know, know. (laughs) but like, you know how other people, you know, when you, you know, you're in trouble when you're a kid, when you get the Mm -hmm. full name. Yeah. I, I got full named, but in a different way. I never got my last name. Um, but I did get middle named if I was yeah. in trouble, if I had been acting like my Jew or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely got called Bronwyn Mary Ding Dong. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> I have a whole series of nicknames that no one can actually explain beyond there were a lot of drugs in the seventies. So, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, no. It's a thing. My dad is from the the American South, like the proper South. Mm-hmm. And one thing I have learned is that in the South, people get nicknames that are inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad, whose name is Daniel, his nickname was Virgil. And he has told me multiple times that 12 step changing of his name that it took to get there. <laughs> I could not for the life of me tell you. <laughs> Okay, my brother's name is Ian and his nickname was Zooey and there was no process. That was just a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a thing that happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nicknames. <laughs> they are weird. <laughs> We're not sure what happened there, but you know. You can say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, do you have any we... nicknames for one? Like I do. Nicknames? I have a ton of nicknames actually. <laughs> Tell me, we have to go oh. fully off topic and I love it. We're going to, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we haven't even made it past one character, but no, this is appropriate no, because <laughs> she is the bringer of chaos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my oldest nickname is probably B cat. Cute. Uh, yeah. So like B is obviously a, a yeah. nickname that has sort of followed me everywhere. And, and I still get, um, B sizzle is one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Beezus is one of my ones from ball hockey. I like uh, that. Yeah, Super B also. Um, yeah, I get chanted, Beezus, if I make a good play or something like that. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I scored on a uh, shootout once and uh, yeah, that, it got loud. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I get called, like, so I went from B Sizzle to uh, just Sizzle and to Steve's nickname of steak. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sizzle and steak. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's cute. Um, I've been called nuke. Um, what else? God, there's a billion. There's a lot. That's so cute. Yeah. I don't know. I've had a ton of nicknames over the years. Yeah. You? Yeah. I have a few, but like none of them have remained into adulthood really. But as a teenager and like a little kid, I had a ton. Um, 
when I, <laughs> when I was a teenager, my one older brother, who's my delightfully weird one, um, that you've heard many stories about is <laughs> you have listeners have it, but, uh, he, d- he just sent me an e- like a, like a birthday email when I turned like 15 or something like that. And he was like, this is the time of identity development. You could be a whole new person if you wanted, like you could start going by Zuki tomorrow and that would be fine. And then he just started calling me that. <laughs> Um, so that was for a while. Fantastic. Uh, yes. And then I had for a good long time, my nickname was eight, like the number eight. All right. Which is even stupider. <laughs> that happened. So I don't even know if this is fun for anyone listening, but we're going on this journey. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. So uh, I was always a nerd. Who's surprised? This is um, my shocked face. And I was as a teenager and for all of our younger listeners, there wasn't Twitter (laughs) so much. Uh, There were message boards and newsletters and things like that. And I was really into a very obscure fandom. The show was called Magnificent Seven. It is very gay and I love it. Um, and <laughs> I was part of a newsletter where we'd like emailed each other. Yes. And I, uh, my favorite character was it's, it's, it's like an old Western. It's basically an old Western bromance television show that was from the nineties, but it's like real accidentally gay. Um, and there was one character that was like the card shark character. And he was my favorite. And he was the one I always wrote fanfic of and whatever. And I wanted a card shark name, but every username was taken that had anything to do with poker that I knew. (laughs) So I was like, ace is wild. Like I just tried a lot of things like that. And eventually I was like, I'm going to have to go to a different card game. And I nicknamed myself eight is wild from like crazy eights. Oh my God. That's amazing. It stuck (laughs) for years. So for like a decade, people literally did not, would not necessarily know my name was Chris. They just called me eight. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's fantastic. uh, Yeah. Listen, eagle-eyed listeners could probably find fan fiction under that name. (laughs) It's bad though. Don't bother. (laughs) Your time is too valuable to read my 15 year old fan fiction. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So I love that so much. Eight. I'm going to have to try. I'm bringing it back. Honestly, I love it. I would not <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, that's the thing that's happening. All right. There you go. Uh, God, shall we what get are her? we talking about? I, we're talking about we're favorite talking? characters. Let's talk about favorite characters. Let's talk about Juha. Yeah, Juha. I love him. I oh love my God. Him. Adorable, well-meaning, God. homebody, disaster, bisexual. How? He just wants to stay home. I just, he's he, so cute. He just likes his little community. And he's not very social and I just want to protect him. Like he's so cute. Yeah. He might be the one I relate to the most. Yeah. Yeah. Shockingly, <laughs> in a shocking turn of events, I don't relate to Sammy. <laughs> I, I relate to the daughter. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's shocking to everyone that we don't somehow relate to both parts of the relationship for a while. I know, right? <laughs> oh my God. Those Sammy, Sammy. He's so he is, funny. Have we ever read a bigger himbo? I, I don't, don't think we have. And it's possible. I love, and I, you know, I usually, I'm usually the himbo. I really am. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, this time this you're case, Juha. I'm definitely Juha, but yeah, you are. Sammy, Sammy. I looked at Sammy. Oh the my first darling. Thing I thought, right in my head was the matrix, you know, was the 
cuter than I thought. Not too bright though. <laughs> God, so dumb, but like happy as can be. Right? Like, just love him he, he knows he doesn't understand shit like he knows and he does not care no <laughs> at all at all he is just delightful he is our i think we're trying to think back over the things we've read he's our first trans uh protagonist that we've talked oh, maybe. about yeah we've talked i mean in the awards show we talked about some but in as far as like actually reviewing one this is our first proper like trans main character i think could be. I don't know. It's so hard to remember now because I read so much. Yeah. And we, yes. And it's, it's, uh, we talk like we're on a podcast all the times we talk. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we started podcasting. So it is hard to remember. What but I think you're right. I think you're right. I think Sam is the first official. Right. Yeah. At least on the show, we've definitely talked offline about it. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, oh my God, what a thirst trap Sammy is. Holy Good crap. Lord. That guy is hot. He's hot-tastic. Um, oh, God. <laughs> like, I think that's actually a theme is how mm-hmm. hot Sammy is. Yeah, I agree. Thirst trap. I would concur. Right off the bat. He has a thirst trap. And it's it's a significant... Thirst traps are a significant portion of this story. Yes. <laughs> They're an important plot point, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. I love it so much. Oh, uh, I is- love that he's an artist who makes art no one likes. Yeah. And somehow he's still successful. Uh-huh. Well, I think, like, People must like it, but nobody, no one in his life does. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But people buy it. So it must be successful somewhere. To be fair, it's the like surrealist, weird shit that I do love. (laughs) 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 So I get it, but I also get why people don't like it. Yeah. I love that Maiju is so into it. Yeah. Oh, she, she just wanted, she like steals one. I mean, he gives it to her. One of the like mannequin arms. <laughs> She's like, Hey dad, can I sleep with this? Hold up a severed <laughs> and arm. she does. Cause we see a like panel later and she was like curled up with the arm. God, I love it. There She's are like, so many favorite quotes in this. I can't, I had to stop. I had to yes. stop. It's so good. It's it so good. Um, also, let's talk about Marcus and Mary. Marcus and Mary are here too on mine. Because like, They're okay. They're minor characters, but I love them. They flesh out the story so well. Like, you know, because uh-huh. Juha is, he's this adorable character. He's so mm. sweet and he's a truck driver. He just, he's yeah. a very, you know, by himself kind of guy. But he, he is friends with Marcus, who's also another truck driver. And they, yeah. you know, like hang out or whatever. Yeah. Marcus is trying to get him to, you know, set him up and stuff like that and talking to him, giving him dating advice about how to pick up girls. Yes. And so Juha's a little like uncertain about coming out to him. Yes. Right. You know, and then like yes. Maiju kind of accidentally outs him. And right. Because it's just normal to her, which right? I love. Like she, And we'll she definitely doesn't... talk about that in depth, I'm sure. Exactly. But, you know, mm-hmm. and then, but the response is so on point it was like it's exactly how you want someone to respond precisely because he was annoyed he's like dude you got to tell me who the jet like the gender of the person you're trying to pick up because the advice is is contingent on this like (laughs) chocolate's not gonna work you and my wife is better at picking up men than i am yeah (laughs) were you also picking up that he was implying marcus was implying that he's asexual because that's because Marcus, there's yeah. a there's a conversation that they have when he's talking about how you know he's kind of affirming, um, yeah, Juha, and he is like, our relationship isn't what tr- is traditional or whatever. And I don't remember the exact line now off the top of my head, but 
he says something along the lines of like it it isn't as physical as other relationships are but it's perfect for us oh that's awesome. I was like I didn't pick that up but that's amazing I see that I can see that. I might yes. be wrong but that that is what I picked up from what that's he was saying. awesome I love yeah. that anyway they yeah. are fantastic they're fantastic and I love everything about them you know, uh, they're so good. So they they actually fall into favorite ships for me too. Me too. Yeah, this will be our first favorite ship. They're, they're yep. so cute. 40 they're years. That's like, goals, folks. They're just like a comfort couple. Like they yeah. are comfortable and happy and so in love. Oh, yes. You know, they just, they are their goals. Their goals. thousand percent. And of course, yeah. Sammy and Juha, obviously. They are so good. This Aww. is romance for the ages I think one of the things I love about this story is how and this is going to sound negative but it is a positive well I'll, I'll get there okay it's a very small story in that it's not like earth shattering it is not these big people with these like grand dreams it's just people that want happy small lives and huga like the comfort yeah you know what I mean and their love is not it's not like earth shattering the way many of the ones we've talked about is. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like it, it is legitimately heartwarming. Yeah. Um, and it, it's relatable content, yeah. right? It's like just, this, a, it's just a life. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It if doesn't that, have to be a grand scale. This is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know if I was like conveying what I mean. Like we talk about a lot of stories and this is partially because we're very drawn to like sci-fi and horror. And whatever. Epics. Yeah. Yeah. Epics where love, you know, can literally start a revolution. Right. We've yeah. talked about stuff like this. It's also beautiful to see a story where love is just part of the life. Like just a mm-hmm. very, I mean, grounded, I guess is the word I want to use, but it's like, I don't know. What am I saying, Bronwyn? (laughs) Well, no, I think you're saying it well, actually. Where where it's normalized. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's part of a normal life. It's part of a normal community. It's, it is beautiful and incredible and impactful and all of those things that it is when it's part of this incredible and intense and epic story, but without all of the trappings. Yes. A thousand percent. It's like, when you think about like uh, some of those epics we read, right? It's the kind of love you write ballads about or mm-hmm. whatever. This isn't, but it's so wonderful because it, of what it is. Because exactly. The love itself is the same. Yes. The details are different. Yes. Yes. And I think it's also really lovely because I, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe the grad school student in me is what's reacting here. I think it's very easy to kind of like glorify these characters that have big dreams and want to do amazing things, but it's actually really comforting to see people who are very happy living kind of small lives and not small as an in insignificant, but small as in like Juha doesn't really want much. He doesn't want tons of friends. He doesn't want like, mm-hmm. he just wants to do his job and go home, spend time with his daughter and, you know, his boyfriend and just like, that's all he needs. And I think there's something really lovely about seeing that. Oh, I agree. I think it's so important to see that because like yeah. we talk on here a lot about scripts. Yes. And I think it's really important, obviously, to have scripts for different styles of life and things like that um, mm-hmm. in terms of representation of gender and sexuality yeah. and the whole spectrum involved and all of these things and obviously race and culture and all of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. But also in terms of lifestyle. Yes. 
Yeah. You yeah. know, because when you all, if all of you're ever exposed to are these stories where, mm-hmm. you know, you are, you know, a, a, a normal quote unquote, giant air quotes, big eyes rolling person mm-hmm. and something happens and you become a superhero, right? And you get to change the world and whatever. And your hero's journey, right. Is involves this, this change that, and it's, it's, you know, a metaphor for, um, going through puberty or for yeah. whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but really the end game is that the only thing you've ever seen is that this change happens and then you become this big, important right. life-saving person, but you never get to see that it's just as important to be the person who, who, who picks up the garbage every week. Yeah. Who <laughs> makes sure you have clean drinking water. Who, yes. You know, who, like who's, who's literally an operator, you know, yeah. like of, of machinery who, who, who goes to work, yeah. who makes sure that stuff happens mm-hmm. that makes society move forward. And I mean, yes, we are all trapped inside the machine of capitalism and, mm-hmm. you know, we participate in something that we are obviously unhappy with and would love to dismantle. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. But as individuals, we do need to see how to successfully live mm-hmm. happy, content lives. Yeah. With those roles. Yeah. I think, I think I've, I've gone through quite a like huge change from being someone who's very like academic minded to having been, been a professor, you know, because then mm-hmm. I'm working with students and some of them would be genuinely happier if they went and got a tech job, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, they went to, you know, like technical school is what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like got a craft or a skill, yeah. skilled based labor, they would be happier not to mention make more money than I ever will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's Honestly. be honest, yeah. mechanics, electricians will make way more money than I ever will. Super handy to have around oh too. Not going to lie to you. Yes. <laughs> but we don't encourage kids to do no. those things, even if they're great at it. Like that is and that's as- sad because those people are heroes too. Incre- like it's incredible. And I-, I love this story because nobody is upset that they're not, I don't know, doing these like huge jobs or like working these amazing business jobs or whatever. Everyone's just really happy about, being a trucker or, you know, an artist, like it's really lovely to see. And I mean, realistically speaking, everybody here, you know, orders from, you know, places around, you know, know, I'd put in an order from Etsy. Somebody's got to deliver it. I would be lost without all of those individuals. Like, right. Like that it makes the world turn. Yeah. Yes. We have got to stop. Um, glorifying college as this thing that is essential to happiness as if it isn't often the opposite. <laughs> like, I love Honestly. college. I work in academia, but like, yep. If it, no, if, I, I know. loved being in university. I learned so much in university. Mm-hmm. I met some of the best people in my life yes. in university. So like, yes. I'm not saying that it's not a valuable experience that hundred percent is. It was also some of the most traumatic time in my life. Yes. And I, the things that I learned there, some of it was academic, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. But most of the important things that I learned there were Mm -hmm. how to learn. Yes. 
and know how much I didn't already know. Yeah. 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 We are very pro people going to college, but we're also very pro other options. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm saying. College can be amazing and it's necessary for some jobs. And sometimes grad school is necessary for some jobs, but it's not at least here. And I I'm going to assume Canada's similar because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like European countries are definitely similar in this. It is seen as the choice and everything yeah. else is lesser or failing. I mean, even I started at community college and there were lots of people that were like, you're smart. Why are you in community college? And I was like, cause it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, because I'm going to go into depth one of these days. I'm not trying to rush there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have community college. I don't know a lot about the Canadian college system, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. 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 But in our, in our, a lot of people go to four years for your universities, which are really expensive, but yeah. community college is usually just as good. And it's the first two years cheap basically. Yeah. Uh, but people looked at that like, oh, that's where the failures go. Why would you go there? You know, like that was a thing people said to me a lot of the time. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So fix it. Yes. The failure <laughs> there is the failure to understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so apparently life outside circle has taught us that we need to fix the academic system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We kind of like seamlessly transitioned right into themes. I really did. Look at us go. I know. I know. I mean, obviously, we've already talked about the theme of Sammy as a thirst trap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, we sure did. Um, It hit. This hits on one of my favorite things, which is what I have learned through our podcast. (laughs) Is one of my favorite like themes, tropes, whatever in a story is relationship negotiation. Yes. I actually oh literally God. have that written down as yes. one of my themes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because they they both want similar but different things. Mm-hmm. And so the, basically the way the story, we have not talked about the plot at all. <laughs> Even a little bit. This is very on brand for us. <laughs> I did say the chaos energy was higher tonight than usual. High. Right? It is high. <laughs> this, is, this is a like five alarm chili level of chaos. Mm-hmm. But basically the plot, the, the very simple plot, because it is a lovely simple plot, is that um, Juha lives uh, in the countryside. He's on a farm kind of situation um, in Finland. outside of, thank you. It was outside of Helsinki. I do yeah. remember that. Um, like pretty far, like pretty far outside. life outside the circle. There's a very specific geographical reference there. Yeah, and it's very far it's deep <laughs> in rural Finland. <laughs> yes. Like there is basically, he knows everyone that lives near him. Mm-hmm. That's how small it is. There are no strangers. Um, and you know, your neighbor is pretty far away except for the one that yeah. he falls in love with. But so he lives there. He's lived there his whole life. And it's all he ever wanted, um, is to live there basically. And, you know, he drives a truck and his life goes like this. He has his daughter from his first like teenage relationship um, that didn't end up working out, but they're friends. It's like very cute. I love that too. Yeah. Um, And then (laughs) Hembo artist Thirst Trap Sammy (laughs) moves next door and shakes everything up. (laughs) It's glorious. Uh, Yeah. Juho discovers bisexuality. uh and falls like madly in love and so the rest of the story is like them 
getting together, but then they're together and the story keeps going, which I love. Yes. Uh, and it's them figuring out how to make this work because Sammy wants the life of an artist and he has to be in the city to really get the exposure, to do the jobs and all of that in Helsinki, which is not like in the city an hour away, as we've said, it's like far. Um, and Juha has never wanted to leave, but they love each other so much that they aspire to make it happen. And they work through those negotiations in such an interesting way. Like, yeah, they are a beautiful example of what compromise looks like Yes, when you're trying to figure out how to do that in a healthy way. Yes. And, and, and you don't always get it right the first time. No. And they don't, they get it quite wrong. Yes. Yeah. And part of that is because you don't want to disappoint your partner. And part of that is because you don't actually know how this is going to impact you or, you know, like you, you don't, you can't see all the variables. Yeah. Right. And so you always have to sort of renegotiate as new data comes in. Yeah. And it's a wonderful conflict in which nobody's wrong. Which exactly. I think is interesting. And it's not one of the situations like they're both wrong. They're actually both perfectly valid. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fascinating to watch happen. Yes. And I honestly think most stories, many stories are afraid to go there. Yes. It's hard. It's really, and it's, yes, it's, it's yeah. hard in a lot of ways. It's hard to do right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to, I don't know, access that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. It's much easier to plot out mm-hmm. and access and 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 do the the sort of vocabulary for having a bad guy, or yes. you know, God, we were literally talking about this this week because of a famous trial. I won't say which one exactly. <laughs> um, but like the the Twitter discourse or whatever right now is picking a bad guy in the yeah. situation when in most things in life. That's not how things work. Sure. There are assholes. Of course. No one's saying there aren't. I had a teacher, what my first ever therapy teacher, I will never forget this wonderful man. He was the weirdest person ever. And I love him. Um, But he, he said this thing that has like lived in my head ever since he was like in this world, there are shitheads and assholes. The majority of people who harm you are shitheads. Their brains are literally just full of shit. They're yep. just, they are not trying to be bad, but there's shit up there and it comes out. Um, and very rarely, like less than 1%, you'll meet an actual asshole that is trying to hurt you. Yeah. And you have to learn to not see assholes when you're looking at a shithead. And I have never forgotten that. That is so glorious. I love that so much because it's so it's great, true. Right? Yeah. No, because look, there are plenty of people we can rant about and be mad about. 95% of the people in my life have actually not done it intentionally, even if they were awful. Honest to God, the single greatest thing in my life that I have managed to do for myself and my mental health Mm -hmm. is learn how to not take shit personally. Yeah. Because 99 times out of a hundred, it is not about me. Mm -hmm. And the other time, requires communication yeah I am not a mind reader yeah so if it is about me I expect somebody to say that yeah yeah (laughs) and then I will work as hard as I can yeah to improve yeah because I am a shithead I am not an asshole (laughs) yeah exactly and most of the time you're not a shithead well I appreciate that (laughs) 
<laughs> but we all can be sometimes, exactly. but I've never been an intentional asshole. No, you know, quite the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I've angered some men intentionally, I'm- but mm. <laughs> okay. Maybe I have a few times. <laughs> intentional asshole. This is a safe space. Okay. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> only when provoked (laughs) (laughs) that feels different (laughs) regardless what we have here Mm -hmm. with juha and sam and sammy are two beautiful people trying really hard to make it work yeah and And messing up royally and having to kind of forgive each other and communicate through that and and loving each other there isn't uh in um in romance landia um, the term is often like the the black spot in the story or the dark spot in the story where mm-hmm. which is that moment in all romance or rom-coms where there's like a miscommunication and they break up yeah and we talked about how much we love that that didn't exist in like oh my Wolf god Buck. yes it, it's not here either like exactly the, there is a very like dark portion of the story absolutely but it is not ever I want to be without you. That is no. never like, no. it's just real life. It's just, this gets really hard. Right. And we have to figure it out. And I don't know if we know how. Yeah. Yeah. God. I'm getting- <laughs> I know. Oh, I cried so much. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is the moment we get into it, right? The dark part. <laughs> Oh, because one of the themes in this is homophobia for one. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's start there and we'll move to mental health. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So one of the big things that happens for Juha is he lives in a kind of like conservative as most rural areas tend to be Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) I say, looking out the window (laughs) Um, and you know, and he's discovering his bisexuality and I love, and we mentioned earlier I love that he raised his daughter to not think anything of it. Yeah. So cool. Um, because when he, you know, falls in love with Sammy, it to her, it is no different than when he loved her mom. Right. Like, okay. You know, like he's he likes on gay now. panicking and it's yeah. glorious. It's fabulous. Yeah, he's not admitting it. And she figures it out because he, she has eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's and she at one point she's like Sammy, I see him on your Facebook looking at all your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious, love it, love it. Um, but for her, it's like not a thing, which is lovely because everyone else in the community starts really reacting. Um, and again, it's a small town; everybody knows. And the minute one person knows, everybody knows everything, right? Like, and the minute one person has a shitty reaction. Mm-hmm. And then other people don't yeah. stand up against it. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets some like homophobic comments from like old ladies and then absolutely heartbreaking. Oh my God. He gets turned away from the cafe. Uh, the only, like the actually maybe the only business in town, like right? as far as I can tell. Um, and it is heartbreaking. And uh, wow, I'm getting choked up. You want to I know. Oh my God. Rereading this. I died. Like I was just, yeah. I can't, like, it was so hard and he handles himself so beautifully. Like he just, yeah. he's so sad, but he's yeah. trying so hard. He's like, I'm the same person I was when I was in yeah. class. Well, Sa- Sammy teaches him that. You- yes. Oh, I love that. So the first time it happens, he goes back and I love this because Sammy is the classic himbo. 
Does he know what's going on ever? No. no. Does he, can he figure anything out? No. Can he read emotions? 1000% yes. So the minute you've got your back. In, yeah. The minute you <laughs> walks in, Sammy's like, something is wrong. You know, my <laughs> hypno senses are tingling and uh, he leaps up and he goes over. And Let me like, get you a hot beverage. I will and- take off my shirt and I will make you feel better. Oh, no. <laughs> cuddle on the couch i'm gonna be like huga himbo greatness um and and it's great but then he's like you know just say to them i'm the same person and he basically has the conversation this was not intentional listeners but he has the conversation we just had that Mm -hmm. that's not about you it's not nothing to do with you it's them that it's about them um which i love and then you know he goes and tries like you were saying and it doesn't work and I, and it just, it's so, it's so heartbreaking to see him lose faith in his community. Yeah. Yes. Like they've so deeply betrayed him. Yes. That he loses his faith in, in the place that he has loved his whole life. Like that just, yeah. oh, that broke me. Like that was so hard. Yep. Yep. But that, that then spearheads his decision um to to move to Helsinki with Sammy. with Sammy which I totally get because yeah. now he doesn't feel safe in his community anymore and yeah. he wants he wants the, to cling to the thing that makes him feel good and safe and and happy and so yeah, yeah of course but then yeah. we get we get into the loneliness and isolation as a yeah. theme which I think is so interestingly done in this story because you have this extremely isolated community yeah where up until this point he has clearly not experienced any loneliness. Yeah. And then he moves into a bustling metropolis mm-hmm. full of culture and, and wonder and, and activity and people and joy. And like they go to a pride parade and they have this beautiful moment yeah. as a family. And it's this, it's full of opportunity and beauty and, lo- and just mm-hmm. this incredibly vibrant city. But this is where the isolation and the loneliness yeah. really starts to sink in. Yeah. It's definitely, I've known a lot of people in my life who have tried to solve like, mental health problems by moving. Yeah. And the thing about that is that they go with you. Yeah. You know, you and take then, yourself with you everywhere you go. And, you know, for him, he had, he, like you were saying, he was really plugged into a community where everyone knew him mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he's probably never really had to make new friends. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like those are the same people from when he was a child, other than Sammy, there hasn't really been anyone new. And so going to Helsinki and then suddenly, how do you make friends as an adult, you know? And it's very um, difficult. If like there are maybe. strategies, but it's tough. Yeah. It can be really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very isolating to move to a new place and then to be, you know, he feels very like uncouth, you know, cause he's yeah. like this country boy and he doesn't like know anything about the city. He doesn't dress like people in the city. And it's, yeah. especially when you, he's the, the community that he's sort of plugged into there yeah. it's the artist. is the artistic one, right? Yeah. Like he's, yeah. it's very not his scene. Yeah. And you know, so and he's, <laughs> it's very city mouse, country mouse, right? Like, and then he can't get a job. Like, no, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting emotional again. The, the, that's like the fear, right? Like yeah. that is, I, 
so whew, we're getting into it again. Is this therapy anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I when I graduated with my master's, I didn't immediately get into a doctorate program, mm-hmm. and it was crushing. <laughs> and just the like applying and getting rejected, and applying and getting rejected. It wasn't a job, obviously, but I think it. It's the same thing. Right. And then having to just start applying to jobs because I was like, well, the, you know, plan B has to enact now. Um, so I was there. Like that was the most depressed I've ever been in my life. Because also, so for Gotham Outsiders listeners, when I met TJ, um, which was like the saving grace of that time period, uh, I often thank him for befriending me when I was like a sad sack. And he's always like, I didn't notice because he's TJ. Oh my God. I love TJ. (laughs) He's like, I mean, you're thanking me, but I did not notice. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so on brand. He's so great. Yeah. Love you, TJ. Um, but you know, but that that feeling when I was reading it, I was like, oh God, yeah, it's demoralizing. Yeah, no, it's- looking for a job is the worst, the worst feeling in the world. Like, even when you have another job and you're just looking casually, yeah. it yeah. is the worst. I hate it yeah. so much. Because just by nature of things, most things are gonna be rejections, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get some or maybe one yes, but you have to go through no's to get there. Well, and, and it hurts. We are socialized yeah. in the most bizarre ways yeah. in our society. Like our society yeah. is so broken in so many ways, but one of the ones that really boggles me, like just breaks my brain pan mm-hmm. is the dichotomy between you have to love yourself but the minute you show any actual confidence or self-love, yeah. you're super vain. If you're a woman or in being. <laughs> yes. Sorry, forgive me. Yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Then cisgendered men do not have this. Apparently, I've never been a cisgendered man. No. So <laughs> no, it sounds it sounds like if I don't know. Anyway. But um, you know, like so mm. just no, but truly trying to have like having to sell yourself yes is a very difficult yes thing to go through because right. we are not trained mm-hmm. to sell mm-hmm. ourselves Mm-mm. and this is among many reasons why men get more jobs and things like that like why obviously right that there's there's two sides of it because there's the bias that they mm-hmm. are picked more often and, you know, given more money, but there also is that they're trained to sell themselves and they often lack that part of themselves that says they might not be qualified or something. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this research about how men will apply for jobs that they are not qualified for, whereas w- uh, women or envies will feel like they have to be overqualified to apply mm-hmm. to the same job. Anyway, failing upwards is the thing that men get to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. And then, yeah, it, it, it's so frustrating because then you, you know, meet all these amazing women or envy people that are like so good at their job and they're so qualified and they'll be working with men that are not, you know, at their level at all who are probably getting paid more. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. We were talking about a sweet comic about love. <laughs> we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. How do we always do this, listeners? 
<laughs> it's who we are. It is who we are. <laughs> it is what we do. Oh God. Do we want to get into any of the story specifics? Cause this story is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. Let okay. us do it. There's so many good things. Can we talk a little tiny bit about Juha's gay panic? Because that is Please. everything. Please. Oh my God. The blushing. Like we'll obviously we'll talk about this a little bit more with art, but Mm-hmm. Juha's blushing makes me cutest. so happy. It's, it's ridiculous. Cutest. And I this is like so a much. black and white comic. Yeah. Which I forget. It's one I, of those where I'm like, oh yeah, we didn't see what color everything was, but the nope. blush. Ooh, there is no question color what that here. is. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, such an evocative style. It's such an interesting style. I've never seen anything yeah. like it, actually. No, I really love it. It is very like evocative of like Finnish culture. Like it just brings you there in a yeah. way. And I'm not, I'm not even sure how. I've never even consumed anything really. Um, so I don't know, even know how I know that, but I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, it was, it was so it's such an interesting, yeah, it's such an interesting style to me. But yeah, it was it's Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Anyway, we'll get there with art. Yeah. Uh, Point <laughs> but being, I'm just trying to think specifically, blush. like one of the the times where where Juha's blushing in particular is when he's trying to think pure thoughts when Sammy says they should work out together. And what he means by that is that he's going to pick Juha up and carry him on his back while he does squats. So funny. Oh my God. <laughs> and holding on to him, he's like trying so hard, right? And then uh he just literally like sweating. He's sweating. He's sweating it. with the effort and to not Sammy pop an awkward like, boner. <laughs> yeah, and Sammy's like, wow, you're sweatier than I am. He's like <laughs> so amazing oh my god it's hilarious oh my god okay and so when he finally does when juha does finally take um marcus and marie's like advice and Mm -hmm. go to like you know the the way to a man's heart is through his stomach so he goes to all this effort to make a a dinner for sammy and he invites him over and it's like Mm -hmm. he's cooked this giant ham and he has these creamy potatoes and this ice cream for dessert and he's gone to all this effort and then he finds out that Sammy is vegan and can only serve him raw carrots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, though. But if you're vegan, why? The reason is himbo. But why would you not tell someone that if you're when going they invite to you to dinner? Honey. Oh, God. It's I mean, so he was real. great about it, though. Like, he, he was, was just like, no, no, this is fine. I had a great time. I enjoyed myself, you know? Yeah. We have to talk about, we hit on this during the awards show, but we got to circle back to my favorite bit, which is the, um, so Sammy learns that Juha has a crush on him from, you know, the daughter. Exactly. And then he is he does not want to ask Juha out. He wants to make Juha ask him out. Oh my God, I wrote this one down too. (laughs) He just starts sending him thirst traps disguised as other things. Like, hey, do you like my shirt? And the shirt's like half Half undone. Like there's like a nip out, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm going into the sauna. (laughs) Yeah. He's just wearing a towel. (laughs) God, and he know, like it is a targeted attack. <laughs> and I mean, like it's an effective one because I Sammy mean. is, oh my God, mwah, like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the eyes have been given candy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yes. 
<laughs> but like even like going even beyond all of the thirst trapping into this yeah. is how it then works. Yes. Because then Juha's like, okay, I, I have to, I have to do this. I have to go over. I have to, okay, I'm doing it. I'm mm-hmm. doing it. And he goes over next door and he bangs on the door and then Sammy opens the door and he's not wearing a shirt and he loses his shit. And he says, can I have some milk? <laughs> and like, vegan. I am a vegan. Close the door. Come back when you have something to tell me. <laughs> And then Juha sits down on the step outside his house and texts him the house, which results in my other favorite bit where Sammy decides to go running after him and opens the door and trips over him and breaks his arm. So they have the I have feelings for you conversation in emerge. God, and then he has to take him home and take care of him. It's so uh, Truly cute. idiots in love. Truly. The dumbest idiot. Like... <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how we keep reaching new heights of idiots in love. Oh my God. But it's my favorite. It's my favorite yeah. so much. I God, love it. They're, they're a mess. <gasps> oh, I also love how, how while they're doing this thirst trap sending and whatever, Maiju uses it to her advantage because she is awesome yes. and definitely a Slytherin. Oh yeah. <laughs> she literally... She like blackmails Sammy at one point to get what she wants, which is to watch cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> she is like, if you let me watch the cartoons I want, I will tell you what my dad looks like, looks at on your Facebook. <laughs> oh my God. She's so great. I love her. Oh my God. I love that um, Sammy and my Jew's mom, Krista, end up talking about parenting like they're so cute they're so cute I really like that relationship I love that dynamic yeah because they're they were um Juha and Chris Krista yes Krista Krista were like best friends who got together and then realized that they just were not good in a relationship so they went back to being friends yeah which is cute and it is something that happens but I feel like it's never something we see in stories yeah exactly it's lovely and they just make it work so well and then but and then Krista's like she's feeling inadequate as a single parent because she's focusing on her career and she doesn't see my Jew enough and then yeah. When she does see her, she doesn't know how to interact with her. And, and, and yeah. And she wants, she kind of is trying to interact with her as like a girl's girl, like really yeah. girly stuff. And mind you, not transcends that. gender. She is just chaos. Yes. That is a <laughs> her, her wonderful way to put it, actually. <laughs> it's like boy, girl, chaos. <laughs> yep. Check. <laughs> I love my just my gender. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I love her technique for making friends. What yeah. if I told you I have touched a horse? <laughs> but it works because she is the best. Oh God. Oh and then God. She, oh, we're skipping ahead, but this is when she moves to Helsinki and she's like making new friends or whatever. And she then ditches those cool friends because they're being mean to a boy yes. because he's because he quote unquote smells and she's like i like your smelling it's like i yeah i like horses and it. horses smell so yeah and he's like okay <laughs> she basically drags him into friendship yep kicking and, and screaming spoiler i guess they get married one day oh, no, i love it it's amazing <laughs> i didn't mention them in favorite ships but we should have because i love yeah. them they're so no cute. we absolutely should have yeah um 
and then if we're going to skip ahead, then I love, love, love the community coming together yeah. to Juha and Sammy's rescue and forcing yeah. that homophobic cafe owner asshole yes. to pull his head out of his ass or lose yes. all his business. Yes. They literally are like, you will serve him or none of us will come here. Yeah. It's so good. They, I love that they like, they form a parade. They They're do. Like, you're going in for coffee. He's like, I can't go there. They're like, you're They're going. Like, you are for going. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's so good I I love it oh and I, I think so that's great. you know because we see him you know move to Helsinki obviously because he thinks it's going to be better and it's pride month oh listeners as he learned never judge a place's level of non-homophobia by how they're acting in pride month. <laughs> seriously and that is I mean that's what he learns and in the same way I think a lot of us have that bias that like oh if I move to a city it's going to be so much more progressive and you're going to meet some more progressive people in a city than in the country, but there are all kinds of people in a city. Yeah. That's the thing, of, right? <laughs> that's what it's like. Like that is why you'll find them, but you'll also find other people. And yeah. he, you know, he realizes that it's not a perfect paradise. There's still homophobia in the city and there's still people that will support him in the country. And I think that's a lovely thing to learn too yeah. in this story. Yeah. That it, cities and, and, and villages and things like that, they're not that different from one another they are it's a population size thing like there are differences absolutely I I grew up in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere like I yeah there are absolutely differences Um, and they do tend to be more conservative like we're not saying they're not but that doesn't mean there aren't any in the city exactly and it doesn't mean that you don't have liberal-minded and 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 open-minded people yeah in the country too because you absolutely do Exactly. Yep. You know, so it's, it's nice to see that represented. It is. It is. Now I have a note here that I do not remember what means. So I'm just going to read it to you and see if you know what it means. Fantastic. I wrote down cat. (laughs) (laughs) When you said note, I really did anticipate it'd be more than one word. I mean, it says the cat. (laughs) Is there a cat? Why did I remember this? Do they adopt a cat? Oh, wait. No, I do remember. (laughs) I'm glad we could talk that through. (laughs) This isn't getting edited out. Just (laughs) no, no, no. This is fully staying in. 100%. (laughs) So there is an ongoing joke that just pops up once in a while about how Juha has a cat, he thinks. Yes. But he has never seen it. <laughs> Something eats the cat food. <laughs> and, and finally at the end when he moves back, so the I don't think we really talked about the, the solution to the problem ends up being that Juha is going to go back to where he is in his community and live, mm-hmm. you know, back outside the circle and that Sammy will come and be there with him in the in the summer when the winter what was it it was some part of the year yeah most of the year but yeah. we'll go back and work for the city as necessary and that they'll come join him in june for like pride month mm-hmm. um which is a lovely like a, if we're talking about things we never see that being the solution i never see that i feel i mean maybe this because i've grown up in hallmark movies somebody always gives up the place that they love and goes and moves you know yeah no i this was brilliant i've never seen it solved like this and that it works and they're happy and they literally they get married and that's their whole life you know? yeah exactly uh is lovely 
But my point is, anyway, when he moves back from Helsinki, he finally sees the cat. And he's like, <laughs> the cat is alive. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. I did, too. <laughs> evidently. It's <sighs> so good. Oh, man. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about the ending? Just to like, we've hinted at a lot, of, but. Yes. 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 So they come to that solution, which is so lovely. And then we get to see their life like almost like a montage I love that and they get married and they raise Baiju and she grows up and she marries Smelly Pete is that what his name was (laughs) something like like that uh she marries him and you know you get to see these milestones like her I think her applying for college is one of them and oh it's so great and you there's all of these moments where you get to see what the things that they're both good at Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause Sammy went to college and things like that. And so he can help her apply. Cause Juha has no experience with that. You know, like there's all, oh, it's excited. glorious. <laughs> I lost words. It's so no, good. I love it. I love it. And then you get to see them as grandparents. Yeah. You get yeah. to see them like grow old together. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And it's all, it's, there's a framing device. This is going to get into favorite quotes too, but the framing device to that montage is that every one of the scenes ends with here, let me teach you. Yeah. Cause it's like, um, you know, uh, you know, her applying to college here, let me teach you. Or I'm trying to remember some of the others. I feel like there was riding a bike. There was just stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and it's all of these here, let me teach you. And then she has a kid of her own and they're like helping her out. Yeah. God. Oh great it's so good it's so nice to to get that um it's I think I'm not sure catharsis is the right word but I think it's a corrective emotional experience yeah like we don't it's I love I love a happily ever after Mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. because it's it's calming it's it's soothing to just you know you get to the climax of the story you get a happiness you get that dopamine rush and you move on to the next story and it's lovely yeah but there's something so I don't know what the word is other than you're right corrective Mm -hmm. Uh, but there it's there's another emotion that I'm trying to explain and I can't quite get there but it's it's satisfying to something in my soul Mm -hmm to actually see the details, even the broad strokes mm-hmm. of a life sketched out together where you know that it wasn't always easy, but you do know that it ended up being worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That is- That was beautiful. so beautifully said. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're really emotional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that, I mean, maybe you have some, but I think that even gets into my whole prediction section is blank. Mine too. Because, yeah, because I was like, no, we actually got to see it. And how lovely is that? Yeah. There's nothing I could have asked for that I didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. We got the whole life. Like the whole thing. All of it. It was you like perfection. It was just, yeah. you don't see yeah. that ever. Oh. This was incredibly written. Like, yeah, it's a masterpiece, really. It is a masterpiece. It is. Yeah. We loved it. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
And like, okay, so we do, we do, we do need to talk about some of these favorite quotes because damn. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, okay. I we talk so about this being, you know, masterpiece. Oh, it's beautifully written. Okay. You need to talk about how it's banter core. Yes. Okay. For days and days. Like right off the bat, like I can't even remember which episode this was, but episode it's very lively. Um, yeah. But Juha, like right up the bat. I'm so sorry for the beautiful fruit of my loins. She is very rude. And this has suddenly become really awkward. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. I also I really love Sammy, him talking to himself oh, yeah. when he's planning out his thirst trap conquest. He says, in the game of love, I will break you. Oh my God. I legitimately wrote that down. The look on his face. He's so intense. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. Juha, I swear to God, if you just made my child a mass murderer, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yes. I have a, an exchange, the banter core being nope. what it is. He, when Juha's trying to say that he has feelings for him, he just goes, Sammy, I have feelings. And Sammy goes, really? I thought you couldn't feel at all. Heart of stone, like a goblin. <laughs> I hit send too fast. <laughs> for you, for you. <laughs> My Ju, he's a completely normal and reasonable human person. Can I sleep next to the arm he gave me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Juha, why do you have blood on your face? Sammy, oh, it's just art. Juha, ah, just paint then. Sammy, no, it's blood. So what brings you here? (laughs) Never explained. (laughs) Amazing. I also like Juha talking to uh, Marcus. Thank you for your expert advice on how to hit on gay men. <laughs> yes. Mind you, oh, adult things. I've seen those on TV, like taxes <laughs> and kissing. <laughs> I also love Marcus. No, I'm sorry. This this is my Jew. So he's talking about not wanting to seem desperate. And my Jew goes, just be desperate. Maybe he likes that. Literally, that's my next quote. <laughs> <laughs> I love this child. <laughs> oh my God. They're so good. Oh, I can't. I cannot. I had to stop. I had to stop there because I was just like, this is getting out of hand. I know I have more. <laughs> okay, hit me. I love them all. Um, I don't remember the context of this, but I love it. He goes, This is Sammy. The secret butt of mysteries, only the chosen can see it. <laughs> I do oh, remember the context for that. He's talking about Juha finally wearing tight pants. Yes. Because <laughs> Juha, Juha at one point says he used to wear baggy pants and Sammy gives him the most pointed look in imaginable. And he's like, more baggy. <laughs> <laughs> like there has never been a more epic side eye. Yeah. Ever. And then he finally puts on like tight pants because I live in the city now. And he's like, the secret butt of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's like, you have a butt. Juha's like, you know, I have a butt. You've seen it. <laughs> Oh 
amazing. So good. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. In the in the montage, this one hit me where it hurts. In the montage, there's a moment when Maiju just drags Sammy. So he's helping her with the application and she looks at him. This is adult Maiju at this point. And she goes, your useless degree finally came in handy. <laughs> she is straight savage, man. <laughs> love it. I love it. Our queen, our goddess. Oh my God. It's glorious. It's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think we need to, we definitely need to touch a little bit on the art. Yeah. Because as I said, like, it's, I've never seen anything like it. Like, no. it's black and white, but it's like the chaos energy is even in the art style. Yeah. Like, it's very color outside the lines, but without color. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's almost inexplicable. Yes, it is. It <laughs> is. just making it hard to describe on a podcast. <laughs> it, it, it seems to embody the characteristics of yeah. the story. Yeah. I can picture it in full color, which is one of those... Again, I'm not a very visual person. So I, I'm thinking back and I'm like, no, it was in color. No, it wasn't in color. I know. Every time <laughs> I open it to look at it and I remember that it's black and white, I'm like, huh, really? <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> huh. Huh. Shocking. <laughs> this is one I think that would translate really well into a live action depiction because it is so mobile. Can you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> We'd have to have the team who did Heartstopper. Please. A Netflix movie. I think mm-hmm. it would need to be a movie. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. Might be the most comforting thing. Oh my I, God. I imagine the soundtrack is a lot of like real peaceful, like indie music. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Coffee shop kind of music. Like everything about this would be a warm hug. Yes, exactly. Oh God, I want it. I want oh, it. Yeah. I want it. I want it <laughs> so bad. Oh, I would love it. You're going to have to start pondering your ca- casting. I'm already very... starting. Uh, I, thought, I was like, is that why you're looking off into the distance? Yes, it is. <laughs> you know how I love to cast. I, I do. I do. And you are amazing at it. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Facts for days. Oh, we love it. So. Since yeah. we have no predictions, I guess we talk about what comes up next. Yeah. So this was my pick. Mm-hmm. You are up next. So for our next read, we are going to go through, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a different feel. <laughs> I mean, we're still going to have some idiots in love. Don't we always? Always. Uh, but we're, we're going to, we're going to take them on a little bit of a sci-fi track. Little, little mm-hmm. hint, little, mm-hmm. just a just a smidge we're going to do some prince of southland prince of southland we are going to have a very very special guest with us huh you're very i was gonna say the man who didn't notice i was depressed exactly the chris proclaimed batman acolyte and co-host of gotham outsiders your gateway to the bestest queerest gotham you've ever met tj (laughs) fantasy it's almost like you've listened to that show a few times (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my first co-host. Yay! And, and current. I made it sound like we weren't currently. <laughs> 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 yeah, that 
that's going to be great. We always have a blast. If you want to hear our dynamic, we've done a couple of, yep. of, of Gotham Outsider episodes. Yep. Um, but this will be our, his first time on this channel. Yeah. So we'll have to guilt him into actually listening to our show more regularly. <laughs> Apparently he does now. Yay. <laughs> to to unbesmirch his name. <laughs> he is listening to the show now. <laughs> We love you, TJ. We love you so much. He won't hear this for like months, but no, I'm kidding. I don't know. He might be listening now. <laughs> but that's going to be a good time. That's going to be, be a the really best. good time. He's yep. wonderful. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be good. And Princess Evelyn should be fun. I've actually not read any of it because I, I I may have known you were going to pick it. Yes, I, <laughs> and, I may. I may have given you a slight heads up. Yes. And so I held off on starting because I like to be fresh some of the time. I say that as if I haven't read Life Outside the Circle like 12 times. Right. <laughs> but I frequently like to be fresh. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to get your take on this. I'm excited to have a take on this. <laughs> <laughs> and probably before you hear that, there will be more chasers coming your way. Oh, yes. Maybe have- some interviews. You've got some nice, exciting content. Yes. So stay tuned and stay thirsty. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading because I'm always reading. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> and you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 